Hey everybody, welcome to episode 99 of the Is That Normal podcast, and we're back. Yes, yes, so we <laughs> fell into a little bit of a hole uh, for a month or so there, but man, we are back and back on track and excited to share uh, some great ideas and resources today and yeah. uh, on into the future. So, yeah. But before we get to that, as I mentioned, this is episode 99, which means that we are one episode away from our 100th episode, and and man, I know, yeah, and, crazy. and I mean, it just seems it seems crazy to me. I mean, that's not like an astronomical number, but still, for us, you know, when we started this, uh, uh, you know, back in 2019, who would have thought, you know, that uh, we'd be able to keep it up and <laughs> and or where it was going to go and yeah. you know what it was going to become? And so, man, we're looking forward to the next episode where we're going to share 100 things everybody needs to know about teenagers and young adults and so you know in preparation for this episode and really beyond that we want to continue hearing uh, from you our listeners on the things that have been meaningful to you have connected well have helped you and so uh, so we really want you to email us at connect at is that normal.org or comment uh, wherever you're watching or listening to this uh, episode at and just tell us some of your favorite episodes some of your favorite ideas some of the most helpful resources uh, and, and things that you want to continue to hear more uh, about because we want to continue bringing the most helpful content to our listeners and our families. And, and speaking of resources, we've got another one today. Um, we've got a, we've got a book called For the Faith of the Next Generation that we're going to talk a little bit about today. And it's just another great tool to, to help us guide our children in, in their journey towards Jesus. Well, welcome to the Is That Normal podcast. And, uh, you know, Randall and I have been working in youth ministry now, you know, in one way or another, really like 20-ish some years. Uh, and and most of that has been right at our home church, Calvary Chapel Free Will Baptist Church in Buffalo, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And anytime um, someone asks me where I'm at or what I'm doing and I spit all of that out of my mouth, uh, lots of questions Yeah, <laughs> immediately come up. How about you, Randall? Do you have yes, some questions? I get questions yeah. of where... Where is that? What does that mean? <laughs> Are you part of Calvary Chapel, the denomination? Yes, um, yes. Uh-huh. And yeah, just lots, lots of random questions. But um, also when I try to describe where our church is physically located, even within Buffalo, people are like... No idea. Even if they're from the area. Yes. Yeah, they're yes. like, I don't know where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. Let me draw you a map. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, similar, some things for me, you know, if I, if I forget to say Missouri, they're like, you're from New York. I'm like, no, <laughs> nope. Buffalo, Missouri. And then obviously the next statement is never heard of that. No. I'm like, I know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I've also been asked like, that is an enormous name for your church. Have you ever thought about shortening that? Mm-hmm. And uh, and a lot of times, you know, locally, we're just known as Calvary Chapel. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but really, the, another big question I get asked all the time in that is, what in the world is a free will Baptist? Uh, and you know that that last question I want to just talk about for just a minute because free will Baptists are a smaller Baptist denomination. There's actually I think 160 different flavors of Baptists. Uh, in the United States alone. <laughs> and so we're one of those uh, flavors of Baptist. And uh, our denomination goes all the way back to the 1700s, uh, where it kind of started with some some um, essentials that the, this group really wanted to hold on to. And, uh, and now it's made of about 200,000 Jesus followers, which uh, organ- organized in about 2,500 churches in the United States. We also have churches all around the world as well. Uh, and, you know, honestly, until I started attending Calvary Chapel, I, 
I, I really didn't know and hadn't heard much about what a free will Baptist was. I knew what a Baptist was, or I thought I did, but I didn't know a distinctive of a free will Baptist. But over the last 20 years, I've discovered a lot of wonderful things about that group. And we'll put a link to our national website uh, mm-hmm. in the notes on this. So if you want to explore a little bit more about what a free will Baptist is, lots of great information, exciting things going on. But one of the most wonderful things I've found out is that Real Baptists have their own publishing house, mm-hmm. uh, Randall House uh, Publishers. Uh, they publish uh, curriculum and content and publish books uh, for ministry resources and helps. And they have a fantastic um, just ca- uh, library catalog of great resources. Yeah, and they're, and they're headed up by and led by, by Dr. Ron Hunter, who we've had on this podcast before. Uh, and and he's awesome. He, he's really, really great. And um, I've gotten to interact with him and hear him speak several times and they just do a great job and and he's part of the the group that's helped develop the the d6 um philosophy which you know we've used here at church we've talked about even on this podcast a couple of times at least um which comes from deuteronomy deuteronomy 6 and and is really just um centered around family ministry yeah and you know really they uh were uh, some of the leaders of this kind of forward-thinking movement. Uh, not that's, I guess it's kind of backward thinking because it's the way it should have been <laughs> and the way it used to be. Uh, and in, you know, in some ways in the last hundred years or so, kind of it's not been as emphasized much mm-hmm. the fact that discipleship starts at home yeah. and that the church and the family have to partner uh, to raise up the next generation of faith and how that has to be a multi-generational movement. And so they've really pioneered a lot of really cool stuff. And so because of that, I'm always watching for what they're coming out with next because they always have great resources that ride along the heartbeat of what we uh, talk about and like mm-hmm. to share and like to implement uh, in, on this podcast and in our ministries. And so when I saw earlier this uh, back in the summer, a new book was coming out for the faith of the next generation, a resource for ministry leaders and parents. I was like, generations, parents, ministry <laughs> leaders, that sounds like something we want. So I, mean, words. Yeah, I immediately like grabbed a title because I knew it was going to be exactly uh, something that we'd want to share about. Yeah, so so what is the overall message of the book? Well, it's, it's actually aimed a lot more towards children's and children's ministry, elementary aged kids and families. Uh, and a lot of that's because the author, Julie Kurtz, has spent over 30 years in children's ministry as a children's director, running children's ministry curriculum developers, conferences for families and children's ministers. Um, and, and so the goal and the advice is similar to other resources that we've read and talked about and used on this, uh, but it's uh, but it's really dialed in at how do you start this at a younger age, which I think is a really good thought process. Uh, but the end game is, is that discipleship starts and ends at the home so church and families need to be in partnership. Yeah, so so what are some of her ideas on kind of what that partnership between family and church looks like? Yeah, as, as you go through a book, you know, you're going to see her talk about the importance of several things. Uh, and a lot of it's going to revolve around family health and having a collective faith uh, at home and at church. Uh, so she talks a lot about parents and the importance of a strong marriage. And, uh, and so because of that, she shares some ideas on how uh, parents can make sure that that's happening and and some ideas on how churches can support and and, and reinforce those concepts mm-hmm. as well because uh, if we have strong relationships at the top that's going to foster healthier relationships yeah. as we go down into our children um, she also talks a lot about worship how churches need to create an environment where families can worship together at church mm-hmm. and at home and you know again this is just a real theme we've seen uh, as we've explored ministry as we've read other resources, as we've watched what what the best practices are for discipleship is, you know, we need our families connecting together at church 
And we really need our families implementing worship at home. And so yeah. she's got some great ideas on there. Uh, she also talks about using whatever curriculum your church is teaching to encourage and develop a heart-based approach to discipleship. So so what do you mean by heart, heart-based heart approach? Yeah, So and so it goes back to this concept. We've talked about this uh, in some prior episodes of behavior management versus heart change. Mm. And so, you know, so I can modify my behavior in front of certain people, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. I can do it because I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I can do it because I want their approval or I can do it because I'm trying to get my way. And, you know, a lot mm. of times uh, our parenting styles are, uh, you know, uh, authority administration styles are a lot about what you do. Make sure you don't mm-hmm. do this thing. Don't do that thing. Don't do this thing. Make sure you're doing this yeah. thing. And, and so kids are really good at learning how to play that game of like, like showing that they're doing the right thing when they're in front of you, whether that's really what they believe or own or not. And so, so she talks about, you know, digging beyond that layer. We, we, we want to see a heart change. We want to see ownership of faith and belief. Uh, and so that goes a lot further than, you know, don't smoke and chew and go with girls who do. And so, so she talks a lot about those things in there, how to get to the root of that. She recommends changing from looking at behaviors to uh, encouraging life skills to develop. Mm. And so, so you know, instead of me going like, these are the do's and don'ts, like what are the things I want to see my child develop yeah. and how do we build that from the ground up? Uh, she also suggests changing language from punishment to discipline. Because when mm. we start talking about discipline, you know, that's a lot more about self-control than it is a consequence of an action. And so mm. that's going to focus on future success it's going to teach me better ways to do things, and it's a positive outlook rather than a negative outlook. Yeah. So, which we love, but better and positive. So, yes, so right. what are what are some of the strengths of the book? Yeah, you know, it's lots of great research. You know, every chapter she's you know pulling lots of research from other like experts and and very experienced people, very clearly naming them, giving you a bullet point at the mm-hmm. end of other books or resources to look at. Uh, pl- so plenty of recommended resources. It's good for just about anybody involved with young people. Uh, you know, it'd be great for a pastor to read, a youth leader to read, a children worker to read, a parent to read, a grandparent to read. Uh, you know, it's really got a wide very practical application uh, base there. Mm-hmm. Good. Any any negatives? Um, like I said, you know, uh, for our audience, you know, it's aimed at younger kids, uh, and so you know, if you uh, if your kids are teens or young adults, which is kind of a lot of our target here, you might read it and go, "Oh, I wish I'd done that back then," or "I wish I'd done that." Back then. <laughs> and, and don't fall into that trap. That's yeah. you know, we are where we are, and we you know evaluate and move forward. But but I think it it, it still has a lot of good groundwork thing that still applies. And and she talks about teens and adolescents in here so it's not just about younger kids but and also the practicals are a little less pronounced you know some Mm -hmm. of the books we've read it's like and here's a bullet point list of exactly how you can use this and and she gives a lot more concepts and then recommended resources for you to dive deeper Mm -hmm. into so it's going to take a little bit more work i think coming out of this to apply some of the things that she's talking about great concepts great reinforcement over the other things we've suggested um, but you might have to do a little bit more homework to figure out some ways to apply it. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last thoughts. You know, really just another great tool. Um, uh, you know, it, it gives me encouragement to revisit other concepts. You know, I read through it. I'm like, oh yeah, 
that was from this book, or this is something I learned here, and it's refreshed my memory on some really good yeah. things. Um, and, and then just, you know, for for like broad scope, just I encourage our listeners to go check out Randall House. We'll have their website linked as well. Um, and just look through their catalog. There's great mm-hmm. things for parents, great things for kids to use. Uh, they, their app is fantastic. I uh, got lots of family uh, devotion and worship ideas on it. So uh, so just a great resource that you need to tap into. Yeah, yeah, they've got some really, really quality stuff. And so as we wrap up, our, our two takeaways are first, check out the book um, for, for the faith of the next generation and um, check out that Randall House website and, and what all they have to offer. And then the next thing is to join us in two weeks for our 100th episode. Be, Be abnormal. abnormal.